And while you're turning there, I want to say a great big welcome this morning to uh, Brianna and Honey that are with us. Amen. Amen. Glad you're with us. Amen. I'm sure to welcome at Abundant Life Center. Amen. I'm thankful, amen, to see Lakeisha back with us. Amen. amen. Had a little bit of a spell last week, but thank God she's here. Good to see so many of us. Amen. We love you all. Amen. We love you all. We pray for you all very much and uh, believe that God has a great, great plan in store for our lives, for our church. Uh, Genesis chapter 12 and verse number one says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot, his nephew, went with him. And Abraham was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. And I want to now turn over to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 11. In Hebrews chapter 11 in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter number 11. And we'll begin reading with verse number 13. Talking about the heroes of faith. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 is often uh, referred to as a chapter of faith, a hall of faith. Uh, The great men and women of God that live in faith. Uh, Verse number 13, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And verse number 15, I want to draw our attention to, it says, And truly if they had been mindful of that country, From whence they came out. Truly if they had been mindful of that country. From whence they came out. They might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country. That is in heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he hath prepared for them a city. Verse number 15. And truly if they had been mindful of that country. From whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. And I want to preach for a few moments. No plan B. No plan B. Amen. Let's ask the Lord to talk to us here today. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the spirit of God that we felt, Lord, even even yesterday, God, seeking you for this service. We thank you for the touch of God throughout this service that we felt, Lord. We thank you for the word of the Lord. And we ask you today, God, that your word would go forth, God, and would pierce our hearts, God, would would get through to us, would take root inside of us, Lord. Let your word produce things inside of us, God, Lord, that would bear forth fruit in our lives and will not fail to give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated for a few moments. Thank you for standing. Amen. I want to preach about no plan B, no plan B. Uh, Oftentimes in the uh, world of planning, uh, as people plot out and project out the course that they're to take for either a corporation or their own individual lives, they begin to look at things in their lives and they begin to ponder what steps I will take. And and perhaps if this doesn't work out and if if plan A uh, falls through and and it just seems to fall apart, Uh, There's got to be a plan B. There's got to be a a secondary uh, method of approach to reaching that desired level of success in in my life or for a corporation or for whatever you have. But I want to talk today about a certain group of people, the people of God. 
That as God begins to speak into your life, into this church's life, it becomes imperative that we understand from the onset of this message today that truly there can be no plan B. There can be no, uh, there's no alternative way of getting to God. There is just one way to get to God. We pull down this screen, but uh, just for a few moments, uh, we pull down the screen to show you something, but just for a few moments, there's a scripture Amen. That we have here on the word on the wall that is found in the book of Ephesians. Amen. It's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's one way to get to God. There's just one way that we're talking about today. And I want to talk today that if we approach the things of God from a mindset of from a perspective of if this doesn't work out, if if God doesn't work out for me, and if this living for God, this church thing doesn't work out living doesn't work out for my life well I'll find something else I'll find a substitute I'll find a secondary method of approach to a, the same goal but I want to tell you today when you set out living for God amen you must erase from your mindset the the opportunity to return to the old way of living amen the Bible we read about in the book of Hebrews talks about the heroes of faith how they set out to live for God how they set out to please God. And the Bible says that there were many of those that they died not having received the promise. They died seeing the promise afar off. They died, amen, with just a word from God. Amen. They didn't see it come to pass in their lifetime. But they lived for God with faith, knowing that if I'll just trust Him, if I'll just serve a faithful God, He will come through for me. And the word of God says that if that people, this, this group of people in Hebrews chapter number 11, if they would have been mindful of the country from which they came out, they may have had opportunity to have returned. Amen. Too many times people come to the house of God on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night and they think, well, I'll give this a try. And if it doesn't work out, I'll try something else. I want to tell you today, amen, this is the one thing, amen, that's worth living for. It's the one thing that's worth dying for, amen. This is, there is one way to get to God, amen. It's through Jesus Christ, amen. There's one way to get to God, and it's through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's no alternative, there's no way other than what I'm preaching about today, there's one way to get to God, and it's through Jesus Christ. Amen. There was a time that we read in the book of Genesis how that God showed up in the life of Abraham. That patriarch, that father of the faithful, God showed up in Abraham's life. And he said, Abraham, I want you to get out of that land that you're living in. I want you to get out of that land of familiarity, that land of comfort, that land where your family's at, where your friends are at, that land where you know all the, all the terrain of that, that area. And I want you to follow me, Abraham. I'm not going to tell you where we're going, Abraham, but I'm going to simply tell you this, Abraham. You'll know it when we get there. Yeah. And Abraham had to set out, perhaps, uh, amen, when he began to tell his family, his wife, his, his, his family, his children, amen, the neighborhood, uh, the neighbors where he lived, Perhaps he would tell them, I'm leaving. God spoke to me. God told me to get out of this, this area and to go and follow him. And they may have said, well, Abraham, where are you going? Abraham, are you sure about that? Abraham, what if it doesn't work out? Maybe, Abraham, you should probably not sell your house just in case it doesn't work out. Abraham, maybe you should leave a little bit of treasure here in Ur of the Chaldeans. Abraham, maybe... Maybe you ought to consider a plan B or, or what might happen if it's not really God that's speaking to your life. Amen. But Abraham had to leave that place where God uh, had spoke to him and told him you're to leave her the Chaldees. And Abraham, I don't want you to worry about a plan B. Abraham, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to make a way for you and for your family. Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And through your family shall all the families of the world be blessed. And Abraham heard a word from God. Abraham set out, sold houses and lands, cashed out of investment accounts, sold off oxen, sold off whatever, that he might make that journey to follow after the Lord. 
But too many times, amen, we come and we approach the things of God. I'll give this a shot. And Sister Dee, if it doesn't work out, I'll just make a couple of phone calls and I'll go back to my old group. I'll go back to my old homeboys. I'll go back to my old, uh, my old posse. I'll go back to my old way of doing things. If this doesn't work out, I'm going to make a couple of phone calls and call up my dealer and I'm going to get, I'm going to get a new high. I'm going, to, I'm going to get refilled. If it doesn't work out, pastor, if it doesn't work out, preacher, amen, I'm going to go back to the old ways. I'm going to go back and then I'm going to slip back into a life of alcoholism. I'm going to slip back into a life of drug addiction. I'm going to slip back into a life of promiscuity. If this doesn't work out, I'm going to go back to... To this lifestyle and that lifestyle and to the old habits and the old ways of doing things. But I want to tell somebody tonight under the authority of the word of God. Amen. That God wants you to follow hard after him. God, it's his will that somebody make up in their mind on this Sunday morning. I'm going to live without the alternative way. I'm going to throw the options out the door. I'm going to delete the old contacts in my phone. I'm going to unfollow certain people on social media sites. I'm not going to be privy to that information anymore. I'm going to cut off the old alliances, the old friendships. I'm going to get rid of the alcohol that's in the refrigerator. I'm going to cancel my subscription to this, uh, to this magazine. And I'm going to go all in for God. Amen. 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 There cannot be holding hands with the world. And holding hands with God. Just in case this whole God thing doesn't work out. Just in case this whole living for God thing doesn't pan out. I can still make a phone call. I can still make a trip down this corner. And get a fix. Living with plan B. Will cause so much trouble and pain in your life will prevent you from giving all to God. Living with a plan B. Abraham left. And we never read in the word of God that Abraham for one moment looked back and said, I wonder what's happening over there in Ur, the Chaldeans. I wonder what they're doing over there. I wonder what life would have been like if my children would have been able to go to the advanced schools in Ur of the Chaldees. We know from studying archaeology and history that Ur of the Chaldees was a very advanced society. Perhaps the good school districts, perhaps the good jobs, everything was there. God said, get out of there, Abraham. doesn't have to make sense, Abraham. I give you a word. You're not to look back and say, well, just in case. Too many people living with that just-in-case mentality. Just in case this doesn't work out. I know who I can call. I know some old connection. I know an old, uh, my old stomping grounds. I can go back to the old stomping grounds. Abraham, we never read about Abraham ever looking back for one moment. And the life of Abraham is characterized by tremendous blessing and tremendous favor of God upon Abraham's life. It is the man by the name of Abraham that began to bear forth children, Isaac and Jacob and the 12 tribes of Israel. And they began to multiply and they began to be a powerful nation. They began to be a powerful people. And the word of God, the promise of God to Abraham was fulfilled over and over again. And those that bless you, Abraham, I'm going to bless them. And those that curse you, Abraham, I'm going to curse them. And through you shall all the families of the world be blessed. But Abraham lived, amen, without plan B. Abraham lived without the options that many of us try to live with. Amen, just in case it doesn't work out following after God. I'm going to go back to my old ways. I'm going to pick up a phone. I'm going to walk down the old familiar path. And I'm going to phone a friend. Amen. Abraham lived saying, God, I'm going to give it all to you. I'm laying it all on the line. And I will not look back. There was a man. There was a particular couple in the Bible that we alluded to for a few moments ago. In the book of Genesis. As the Bible makes reference to Abraham leaving uh, Ur of the Chaldees. It talks about Abraham and Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his nephew. Lot 
The Bible says that God, as long as Lot was with Abraham, the man of God in his life, God blessed Lot. And to the point that they began to have skirmishes with the shepherd's men because of all the flock and they were fighting. There was so much, so much blessing. They couldn't contain it is really what it was. And the Bible says that Abraham had a conversation with Lot and said, Lot, I want you to pick an area in this land. If you go north, I'll go south. If you go east, I'll go west. Whatever direction you go, Lot, I'm going to take the opposite. And you can have the first pick. And the Bible says that Lot, his nephew, chose uh, the lands that as he looked out, he saw the green, he saw the the lush landscape. And he picked uh, an area that was in the direction of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible says that Lot pinched his tents towards Sodom, that city full of sin and debauchery. And all sorts of sexual, sexual immoralities. Lot picked that direction. And it goes to show you as we progress to the story of Lot and his wife. That as they begin to simply uh, direct their, their attention towards the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. As they simply begin to direct their attention to that land of sin. And they could say we're not there. We're not in Sodom. We're not living in sin. Abraham, you got to realize we're not living in sin. But Abraham, he no doubt began to see the direction that Lot and his wife began to take. And they began to, they began to pinch their tents towards the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And their hearts began to be directed towards that city of sin. And it wasn't long before the Bible tells us that it was Lot and his wife and his children that were living in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. They were living inside of that city of sin. And the Bible talks about, as we read through the book of Genesis, amen, that it became so great, the sin became so great in Sodom and Gomorrah, amen, to the point that God said, I've got to go down and I've got to destroy this city of sin, amen. Their stench of their sin has come up before my nostrils and it stinks and I've got to do something about the sin in this city. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, But the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. And Sodom and Gomorrah began to divulge more and more into sin. They began to launch headlong into sin. And the Bible lets us to know that that Lot's soul was vexed day by day because of the sin, the rampant sin in Sodom and Gomorrah. And I want to tell somebody today on a side note that sin is destructive. Amen. A lifestyle of sin will still destroy you. Amen. If you're going to sin, you're going to skip heaven. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible begins to tell us the story about Lot and his wife and their children in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Bible says that uh, uh, the time would come to skip a few details that the angels of the Lord would show up in front of Lot's house. And they would begin to, they would begin to talk to uh, Lot and his wife. And they would begin to tell Lot and his wife and his children, we need to get out of here now. You don't pack your bags, you just get your stuff. You just get out of here and head for the hills of uh, this particular area. And the Bible talks about there was a little bit of a back and forth with with the angels and Lot and his wife and their children. Amen. Lot, they were trying to stall the angels. Is there a way we can work out some sort of a compromise? Is there some sort of a plan B here today, man of God? Is there a different alternative? Is there another choice I can make? Amen. That will still get me to where you need me to go. Is there some sort of a compromise? Is there an alternative? Is there a plan B that I can take to still get to that place of refuge? Amen. And the Lord, the angels begin to tell Lot, you need to get your family and you need to get out of here now. And the Bible says that as eventually Abraham and Lot and the angels begin to head towards the hills. As they begin to make haste towards the mountains to escape the pending doom of Sodom and Gomorrah. Because the, the, the word of God was he was going to rain down fire and brimstone and destroy yeah. the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. 
the Bible says, and we can turn there in the book of Genesis chapter 19. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Genesis chapter 19 and verse number 23. The sun was risen upon the earth and Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. God began to destroy that land of Sodom and Gomorrah because the wage of sin is death and there must be recompense for a sinful life. Unless it will be covered by the blood. But we continue to read in verse number 26, referring to Lot's wife. And it says, but his wife, but Lot's wife looked back from behind him. And she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah. And toward all the land of the plain, and behold, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. But verse number 26 says, But Lot's wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Amen. Lot's wife perhaps began to think, I wonder if there's another way to go about this. This cannot possibly be, it cannot possibly be just one way or the highway. Amen. There has to be another alternative. There has to be a plan B. There has to be another approach, another option. But oftentimes you've got to realize that when God speaks to you, amen, you you have the obligation to simply obey the call and the beckoning of the Lord in your life. And Lot's wife, amen, in her heart of hearts began to look back and she began to consider again the plains of Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen. Perhaps, amen, her heart was still there in Sodom. God was trying to deliver from a life of sin. God was trying to show mercy in her life. As God here on this Sunday morning will reach out to your life. On this Sunday morning, God's wanted to reach out to your life. And God's wanted to say, there is a better way, my friend. You've got to get out from where you are. And you've got to follow me. You've got to follow me to a higher place of living. Is it any wonder that as Lot and his wife, amen, begin to escape Sodom and Gomorrah, that the direction of their path was upward. God began to lift them upward as they began to follow him. Not living in the debased valley, the debased uh, group of society, amen, living in the place of sin. But it's his will that you come higher in God. He never will leave you where he found you. When God's path intersects with your life, he does not want to leave you where he finds you. But it is his will that you follow him. And on that path you find that man, I've come a long ways. And you look back and you got to look down. That's where I once was. I was sunk deep in sin. I was mired in the, that clay of sin. The Bible talks about, I think it's in the book of Psalms, how that the Lord had delivered, uh, He delivered David out of that horrible pit, out of the miry clay, that sinking sand of sin. It was really sinking sand that they found themselves in in Sodom and Gomorrah. It was a place that they thought it was going to be comfortable. It's going to be okay living here in Sodom and Gomorrah. And they found themselves sinking deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in sin. Amen. To the point that Lot would offer up his own virgin daughters to for the pleasure of the men of the city so that they would not come in and take it. Uh, they would not touch the angels. Amen. Lot uh, began to sink deeper in sin. Amen. His heart began to become attached to that place of sin in his life. But on this Sunday morning, God wants somebody to hear this preacher today. And it's the will of God that you escape from the grasp of hell. 
It's the will of God that you escape from the entanglements of sin. It truly is an entanglement of sin that you try to wiggle your way out of it and you find yourself deeper and deeper in sin. I want to preach today, amen, to come out of sin. I want to preach today to live without a plan B. To live for God with all of your heart. Don't live with the mentality if this doesn't work out. If this doesn't pay out the way I think it should, then I'll go and I'll find me a Jezebel. I'll find me a quick fix. I'll find me an alternative. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are those that my heart grieves for that have been in this church and felt God. God's talked to them. He's moved in their lives. Things get hard. Temptations come. I'll just go to plan B. I'll just go back to the old familiar way of doing things. It's a life of destruction. It's a life that can quickly spiral downwards. In and out. In and out. On that spiral, that downward spiral of sin. Living with a plan B. But to the man and the woman that simply comes to an altar. He says, God, this is it. It's now or never, God. God, I'm going to give you everything. God, if, if, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to go to this other plan. No. God, I know your nature. I've heard this preacher preach this Sunday morning. You're a faithful God. God, if what they say is true, God, if you're a faithful God, if, you're, if you'll never leave me nor forsake me, God, then you're somebody that I can lay my life in front of. I can lay my future and your feet and your hands. I can put it all in front of you, God. God, I'll give everything to you, Lord. It was the people of Israel as the pages of history would begin to unfold and, and Joseph uh, would find himself in that land of Egypt with amongst his brethren, and they would find uh, they would find uh, livelihood. They would find some sort of sustenance in the land of Egypt. And God had sent uh, the the Pharaoh of Egypt to sustain the people of God. He sent Joseph to facilitate in that process. But the time came when God wanted to deliver uh, His people out of that land of Egypt, that place of sin, that type of the world. And God says, it's time for you to come out of Egypt with a high hand. It's time for you to come out of this place in victory. I've heard the cry of my people. And it's time for them to come out of Egypt. Hallelujah. And it was on that pathway Hallelujah. as they began to escape Egypt. They began to leave Egypt. The Bible lets us to know the story of how that uh, God delivered the, the people of Israel from Egypt through the hand of Moses. And the first encounter they would face was the Red Sea. And they began to have the Red Sea in front of them and the mountains on either side of them and Pharaoh's armies behind them. And at that particular juncture in their existence, they began to contemplate, we should have never left Egypt. We should go back to plan B. We should go back to the old. We should go back to the familiar. Preacher, why did you bring us out here to die? Why did you bring us out here, preacher, to die? But it is in the nature of God to stretch his people. Amen. That they would learn to walk in faith. Amen. God, I don't know how it's going to work out. But God, I know your nature. God, I know your character. God, I know who you are. God, I walk with you, God. And I know, God, that you've not brought me this far to leave me. He's not brought me this far to leave me. And in a moment, amen, of feeling alone and abandoned and confused, it's not the time to question the mind of God. It's time to get a hold of God and say, God, you've got to see me through. God, I'll not go back to a plan B. I'll not go back to all options and all alternatives. I'm going through this trial. Amen. And so many times as the people of Israel face the obstacles, they face difficulties. Amen. They begin to question. Amen. We should have just stayed in Egypt, Moses. 
Amen. They've got all the different comforts of, of slavery and they begin to glamorize slavery, what it was like. Amen. Because things got hard and they didn't understand God's ways. Amen. God just revealed his actions to the people, but his ways to Moses. And they didn't understand the ways of God. Amen. But it was in those difficult times that they began to look reflect back what life was like in Egypt. Boy, life was good when we were in slavery. Boy, they didn't beat us that often. The whips weren't that bad. They weren't as bad as over there in Nineveh. It was pretty good. At least we had three meals a day. You know, three-fourths three cup of meal. You know, we, we had it good. We could depend on things. It was, and out here, it's, we got to actually work. We got to actually trust God. We've got to actually have that walk with God. They begin to look back. And similar to the life of Lot's wife, they begin to encounter things in, their, in, their, in, the, in the history, in the course of this nation. The Bible talks about many of the things that would happen, how that uh, a whole group of people in the nation of Israel would be swallowed up by the earth because of their rebellion before God. How that... Throughout the course of their rebellion, God smit them with hemorrhoids. Throughout the course of their rebellion before God, they kept going back to a plan B. They kept going back. Well, we should have went back to Egypt. We should go back. Amen. The Bible says that God smote them with viruses in their stomach. Amen. And there were so many things that began to happen in the course of the nation of Israel as they continue to live with a plan B. Continue to live. If this works out, great. If not, I'll go back. If not, my heart's back in Egypt. And we preached and we talked about you can take people out of slavery, but sometimes you can't take the slavery mindset out of people. And on this Sunday morning, I want to preach it out of your mind today. Uh, there can be no going back to the old lifestyle. There can be no going back to the old ways of doing things. It's now or never. I'm going to go through this thing with the help of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to walk hand in hand with my Lord. I'm going through in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. try this thing it falls apart I gave it a shot I'm going back I'm going back to the plan B God God wants people that are fully submitted fully committed God I'm going to give you everything something so beautiful about seeing a precious man or woman or young person at an altar with their hands uplifted. Just say, God, I surrender. I give you everything. I'm not going to hold reservations. You can't touch this area of my life, God. Don't talk to me about this, God. Leave that alone, God. Stay away from there, God. It's living without reservations, God. I'm giving it all to you. I'm going to give everything to you. Why don't we stand to our feet today? Amen. As the musicians come. Hallelujah. Don't let the trial that you may be facing determine your service to God. Don't let the trial that you may be facing today dictate your worship and your praise. When things get hard or difficult and you don't understand, it's not the time to begin to question God. 
It's a time to draw close, closer to God and say, God, I know that you love me. I know, God, that you really do have a plan for my life. As your words to Jeremiah, a plan to give you hope and a future. There's people that should be here this morning. They're not here. It's God's will that we live without plan B. God, this is it. This is a method. This is the vehicle that you've chosen. The church. The things of God. God, I'm going to give you everything. I don't have to know how it all works out in the end. If I can just take the word that this preacher is preaching this morning, God. Who they say that you are, God. God, I believe it. The scripture still says without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God. You have to know. You have to believe in your heart that God will See me through. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to the path in front of me may not be filled with rose petals, filled with paved streets, filled with bearers so I don't fall off the side. But the road of life is just simply say, God, lead me. I don't know what direction to take right now in my life, God. My friends are going this way. They're going one way, God, but it seems like you're going a different direction than my friends. God, I'm going to live for you. Something so valuable about living without a plan B. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a parable in the New Testament. It talks about a man that found... I believe it's either that pearl of great price or that treasure in the field. It's a treasure in the field. The Bible says that man with the treasure, he finds a treasure in a field. And he says, this is it. This is it. This is what I've been looking for. And the parable of the Bible, the Lord tells us that that man goes back and sells everything. I'm cashing out in the reserves, God. I'm cashing out. And the Bible says that that man, he sells, he sells everything that he has. And he takes that money. He takes his financial resources. And he plops it all down. He might purchase that field with the treasure. The Bible says, the Bible does not say that he kept some money in the savings account just in case. It says he sold everything, all his possessions. And he took that money and he bought that field where the treasure was. He had no recourse. He used cash. He used money. He didn't use a credit card. He didn't have them. He couldn't say, well, American Express, it's not a valid transaction. No. This is it. Everything. I found the treasure in the field. No recourse today. No going back. Simply God. No matter what happens, if friends fail me, God, if ministry fails me, God, if family fails me, if health fails me, I'm going through, God, because ultimately I've bought the treasure in the field and there's no recourse. God wants people on this Sunday morning to simply say, God, here. Take the reins of my life. Take it all, God. Take everything, God. I'm not holding things back in reserve, God. I'm just simply, I'm cashing out everything else, God. I'm selling everything else, God. I'm selling all my possessions. I'm getting rid of all the alliances, God. And I'm buying this treasure in a field. No plan B, God. This has got to work out. It's heaven or bust. It's all or nothing, God. It's everything. I'm giving everything to you. Why don't we lift our hands to God for a few moments and why don't we begin to talk to the Lord?
talk back to you today. Come on, why don't you lift your voice, everybody in this place. Lift up your hands and lift up your voice and begin to reach out to God. Come on, right where you are, begin to reach out to God, begin to talk to the Lord. God, forgive me, God, for trying to have some sort of a recourse, some sort of a plan B, God. I'm preaching about a way that's straight and narrow. Come on, that's the true gospel. It's straight and it's narrow. It's not broad. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be that find it for straight and narrow. It's a path that leads to life everlasting. It's not but whosoever will let him come. I'm going to open this altar for those that would like to come. If anything that we said here tonight, today, amen, you felt it in your soul. Amen, you just want to draw nearer to God. You just say, God, I want to draw nearer to you. I'm inviting you to come to this altar.
food and refreshments prepared in a multi-purpose room free of charge. Take your liberty and stay a while tonight and pray and seek the Lord. Feel free to fellowship. God bless you. Thank you very much.